Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm... It's not too late for this podcast to get acquired by Armchair Media Network. Welcome to a new sponsored edition of Sorry We Love Football, the show that likes to think that it's buying in and not selling out. To our longtime audience, thanks so much for sticking with us. Uh, We're excited for season two. And to our new Armchair audience, welcome to Sorry We Love Football, uh, the show that is deeply ashamed of the sport that we cover uh, let's start by reintroducing who we are, how the show works, our backgrounds as fans, all that good stuff. I'm Philadelphia Farrakhan's fan, Daniel Hardigan. Um, well, and okay, I'm just seeing this returning this season. Still with us is Chiefs fan, Danny Solomon. I'm surprised you haven't opted out this season yet, Danny. No, I'm opting all the way in. This is our last chance to form a dynasty. I'm not going to let this speed bump of 150,000 dead people ruin what could be the potentially the greatest dynasty in football history 10 straight years and this will not be an asterisk we're putting that trophy up just like all the rest yeah man they're talking like about michael jordan they're just like well he has six so we have to at least get there that's just insane talk for football uh and lastly as always with us today is a man who rode into town on a horse with no name washington football fan jamel johnson Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, my name is Jamel. I'm like the fun one. Uh, welcome to the show. Just getting into the swing of things, we start every show by talking about what we hated in the football world the previous week. Um, Danny usually starts us off. Danny, what did you hate about the NFL this week? I'm ready for this, and, and I believe this is going to go against everything I just said in the intro. But fuck it, because this is the truth. This is the honest truth. Chiefs fan or no, what I hated this week and this entire offseason is the taint. Everything is tainted. This whole season, in a way, it has that film on it that really takes away something, something from everybody. It's not going to be as good, and we know it. All right. I mean, dozens of players as of today already opting out. Probably more to come. Half the Patriots are out, actually. I saw like six guys having Belichick stealing the life uh, from your soul, your love of the game, while having to watch a Cam Stidham camp battle, I guess, was too much for certain guys to also then risk their health. Dante Hightower, gone. I mean, a big one, a huge one. Patrick Chung, you got guys going out already. And when the real stars, when the biggies, when the QBs and the star receivers and the, and the running backs start going on IR COVID, 
and there are no fans in the stands, though it looks like the fucking Arena League. And Terry Bradshaw's on the pre-show doing a PSA on mask wearing. I know I'm going to have that sick feeling that reminds me that I'm putting these young men and these old coaches at mortal risk because I'm a disgusting whore for fantasy football. That's the whole, that's the stakes. It's, that's what I care about. And also getting further reminded that there is a deadly virus that is hovering just outside of my house in a cloud of human respiratory excrement, just hanging out waiting for me to try to get to the supermarket. It's not going away for a year. Also, my parents aren't safe. My job isn't safe. The country isn't safe. And I just got high, but maybe it's that, but my throat feels kind of sore. Just God, every other day, that's that, that weed soreness. God. I know. It's like, how many times does it enter into your mind? Like, I have it, right? I definitely have it. There is no strain of weed that I have tried so far during this pandemic that doesn't make me think I'm on day seven of the coronavirus. Yeah, you know, I think that brings me to what I hated about football, uh, that God gave us free will. <laughs> I really don't like that any of this is happening and that we can't stop it. And the feeling that football is somehow above any uh, sort of uh, real disaster because it's God's game, because it's the most Christian sport. They, they think they, they have the audacity to watch every, every employee of the Miami Marlins get COVID. The social media guy has it, okay? And they're just like, oh, we'll do the same shit with triple the rosters. No big, no big fucking deal. I hate that this sport exists. I hate how many people it takes to play it. Uh, and I hope every, what's the worst city I could think of? I do still hope Dallas Stadium sells out. Fuck the Cowboys. I, I hope your whole fan base uh, <laughs> fucks off a cliff. Yeah, it, it certainly is the most uh, religiously affiliated sport. We've covered that a bit in the past, but there is, a lot more God in football than there is in baseball or basketball. And uh, I think he's going to get his way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can only hope God intervenes directly this season because that would be the only way nobody gets sick. I mean, maybe, you know, Trump's talking to God. Maybe the two of them can have, a, you know, a quick negotiation, work out the details. I'm fine with baseball being, you know, the, the source of, or the, uh, the focus of God's wrath you know, take it out on them. That shit's worthless anyway. Football we need, and it's going to feel so bad when it happens to us too. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad that we're all kind of on the same uh, wavelength here because I'm going the other way. And you know what I hated this week? The football doubters, a.k.a. you guys, including myself in the past, but it's too soon. It's too dangerous. You're prioritizing money over health. How is that different from any other season? This is what we do in the NFL. We put young bodies at risk for our entertainment. That's what it is. Let's own it. Let's be okay with it. And yeah, we look around. Baseball is having a hard time. Lou Williams left the bubble. So the NBA players, how are they going to be able to control themselves? I say the, the football guys easily. This is a league that's going to do everything they can, but the onus is on the players themselves. And football players are a different breed. 
They're insanely dialed in. They, they like to fancy themselves like they're Navy SEALs. The locker rooms are full of guys like Ray Lewis. And you know what? You don't really want to piss off a Ray Lewis. You don't want to jeopardize his livelihood or his paycheck. You don't think Tyreek Hill would choke the shit out of Sammy Watkins if he was out fucking around the day before a game? You don't think Tom Grady would call in a favor from, from his buddy Don Trump, have some unmarked police officers harassing Gronk's family if he took a trip to the Magic City? You know Deshaun Jackson would come up with some kind of final solution for the guys in the Eagles locker room. And <laughs> look, I understand the risks associated with playing. But what happened to the old school NFL solution of just giving these guys a cortisone shot directly to the lungs and just hoping for the best? That's what we do. Every superstar player in every league has already gotten positive tests and they've bounced back like the elite 20-year-old athletes that they are. If they're going to be isolated and all they're doing is going back and forth from team facilities to their own homes and they're traveling privately, I don't see the problem. The NFL went fucking insane this offseason, like NBA-wise. We have Tom Brady in Tampa, Cam's on the Pats, DeAndre Hopkins is on the Cardinals, Jamal Adams, Gronk unretired, Phil Rivers is in Indy, Teddy Bridgewater replaced Cam, Gurley's on the Falcons, Steph Diggs is in Buffalo, Darius Slay's in Philly, Emmanuel Sanders on the Saints. Christian McCaffrey is the highest paid running back to ever do it. Mahomes' biggest sports deal in, biggest deal in sports history. And I'm saying don't take that away from us because some baseball players out fucking around or some basketball. Don't compare these guys to the football players. They have a different mindset. We've sacrificed enough as a podcast, guys. I know we've all barely had any human contact. I canceled my wedding. Jamel put out a comedy special with no fucking audience. Danny stays up late just for the chance to masturbate because his wife never leaves the house. We're putting in our time. That's a goddamn shame. Let them play. Let them play. I think we've come full circle here. I'm I'm on let them play again. I really <laughs> nah, right. don't let him don't let him amp you up in his fucking Malcolm Jenkins shit. No, you're dead wrong, dude. That's super wrong. I'm happy to have this fight because I'm clearly on both sides of it. And I do agree with your point that there are people who just have a compulsion to do a thing. You know, if if people if there's a circumstance that takes away what we love most, writing for ridiculousness, and it's sure. our livelihood, and it's our creative apex, we're never going to do better than writing jokes for Rob Deerdeck. Then somebody comes along and says, we got to go home. We got to sit at home with our family during the prime years of our clip-finding careers. That's a difficult pill to swallow. I agree. I That part of it, I do understand. That doesn't mean we as viewers sitting in our ivory towers with no risk whatsoever associated to our fandom can't feel bad. So both can be true. I do love it. I don't know why. Oh, it's man. stupid. It's stupid and it's ba- it's basically done nothing but wrong me. But <laughs> because because I I hit one kid when I was 10, now I now I can't stop. I made one good play when I was 10 years old. Now I have to watch this dumbass game until uh, my fucking ghost dies. But y'all, you guys have, have turned over a new leaf. You know, this is all different now. You're, you, last season were the Redskins. This season you're the Washington football team and anything is possible. 
Hey, let's save that for after the break because as sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Baseball's back. WNBA's back. NBA's right around the corner. There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be in on. And also make sure to keep your eyes peeled as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He's going to give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today. Check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Hey, Dan, can we bet on when Jerry Jones gets it? <laughs> what were those those boats that were docking outside of like New York City early in the pandemic? <laughs> yeah, the Navy, the Navy medical ships. He just the Navy medical ships. Walks Jerry Jones in. basically lives on those motherfuckers. Yeah, he he's probably in a protective bubble and has access to medicine that that you can only get in Davos. But you know, um, it feels good to be talking about betting again, I, and that, it, and it also feels guilty that we're associated with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, we're in bed with him, man. That's our guy now. That's, <laughs> that's we're uh, cashing the same checks as Floyd Money. Um. So, Danny, you were talking about you were you were queuing it up. You were about to alley oop for Jamel to come fucking backwards slam dunk this thing of the Redskins, the new lease on life, the state of your team in 2020. Jamel, Washington professional football team. What are you? What are your thoughts? Did you think this day would come? Uh, talk us through it. Well, as we were in the midst of the worst off season I've ever been a part of uh, with uh, just the news of, okay. So the timing is they're saying they're going to change the name and it's going to happen real soon guys. And then all of my friends in Woodbridge are losing their mind. Grown men crying because they can't call the the worst sports organization in the the tri-state area, the fucking Redskins anymore. People posting these 10-frame swan song posts of jerseys after losses, of them at games which were losses. And so then they're like, they're going to change the name. And I'm like, guys, y'all need to calm down. They're not going to change the name this week. It's not going to be today. The day everybody thought it was going to be that day when the Redskins put out the Twitter release, I knew that that was not going to happen because they didn't even fucking change the name on the official letterhead. They still had the logo on the team letterhead when they said they didn't like the name anymore. They sent the tweet from the account at Redskins. So I was like, guys, you need to relax. Then, a week after that, uh, everything I believed in began to fall apart further than before. It, it comes out that fucking, uh, 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 I don't even know his name anymore, Chucky's fucking uh, dumbass Arena League brother. Jay Gruden's fucking tasty cake face ass got Alex Smith killed when it when it was released that he got Alex Smith killed so he could hook up with a girl who dropped out of Radford University I began to lose it then Dan Snyder's got sex boats 
Turns out he he learned he learned from Fred Smoot and the and the Vikings sex boat past. Say, you know what I could do? I could do a sex boat. I'm not having sex anymore. Was he ever? Who's to say? The sex boat thing combined with our horny ex coach getting a man literally murdered had me feeling really dismal. Had me feeling really bad. But uh, I was shocked they actually did it. Uh, they chose the worst possible option, and it, they were so close to having it right. Washington Football Club, amazing. Mm-hmm. Or how about this? Washington Football. Ooh, take the take the frills off it. If we were just Washington Football, how regal does that sound? How prestigious. We are Washington Football, you stupid bitch. And they had to make it dumb. They had to make it dumb because our fans are dumb people. It sounds like a generic video game team in the game where they can't get the license for the players of the real teams. Oh my like, god! Oh, here's the Washington Football Team against the the Foxborough uh, people who love America. This is absolutely like that year Michael Jordan wouldn't sign the fucking player release, and on M- NBA Live '98, his name is just Player '99. We are the Washington Player '99s. <laughs> so. The anecdote where uh, Dan Snyder and, and crew, there's a, you know, female employees at the uh, Washington organization, and there's a staircase apparently where there's just a peeping Tom. It's basically like high school kids underneath the bleachers, but there's a staircase that has just the perfect design to just, I guess, be a peeping Tom to people you work with. It, it is insane that that is how low they've been exposed. Like, that's embarrassing. That's an easy it, one to avoid. Oh my god! And that you know, just the um, the amount of of men who uh, d- like are, are sexually frustrated and involved in football is alarming. And I didn't think I didn't think it would come this way. I honestly thought Dan Snyder was so so corny. He he didn't even he wasn't even creepy. Like his t- like he was only evil. And not cre- like that's what I convinced myself of, so I could sleep at night. It's like you know his wife's running the breast cancer thing, which I also think might be a sort of a scam. <laughs> but hey, that's like it, it, it's kind of good, so maybe they're like sort of you know good, but like no, no, he 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 is who we thought he was, some fucking dingus. What's the rest of the fallout with the Johnson family? I know you guys have been season ticket holders in the past. I want to know what the family is feeling like and what kind of the vibe uh, in D.C. is. Uh, my Yeah, like I said, my brothers were hurt, visibly hurt online, but still wearing gear. I'm going to go back to Woodbridge and it's going to be like the name was never changed. Uh, everybody's going to have Redskins gear on and it's going to be a little strange. It is. It's nice that you guys have so much going on with both the name and the sexual harassment where it does seem like the offices of the Washington Redskins were like Google for perverts, where it was like specially designed. You can't be more than 50 feet away from something disgusting to, uh, to another female employee. But so much has happened that there's no analysis that you or any of the fans can muster for the team itself. I mean, besides it's Alex true. coming back. And you, know, and you know that brings my final point is the team might actually be okay. The team <laughs> might actually be okay. 
And how could I enjoy it? Because there's so much extra bullshit around us. It's like, this is one of those situations where teams are like, you know what? They're all doubting us. We, You know what? Let's go out there and show them that we didn't sexually assault anybody. Or or maybe it, it wasn't me, but it was my boss. But that's not me. You know what I mean? It's like that. It's it's a rally thing because football players can rally around anything. And we got some young pieces that look okay. It's, I wonder it's if the, weird. If the host of the show that we worked on was outed to become this monster, would we be like, let's make the best episodes possible despite him? <laughs> or would we be like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> We've contributed to this for years. Be a, a, a conundrum for sure. Yeah, that question scares me. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> and I'm sure that the, that the Washington players don't want to think about that either. But thankfully, they have to, and we don't. It's uh, it's great though that that you guys have, uh, you know, 17 quarterbacks to choose from at this point. I'm curious Love which it. one you actually wish would win the QB battle in camp. I mean, Alex Smith, bro. I absolutely wanted to be Alex Smith, man, because I am a Christian and I believe in a resurrection. But as a former Chiefs fan, I do find it funny. Or as a as a always oh forever Chiefs fan, former Alex Smith fan, I do find it funny that he went through this story of perseverance, coming off a compound fracture with a bone sticking out of the leg, the mo- one of the more horrifying injuries I've ever seen in the league. Comes back, almost dies, by the way. Then comes back slowly over a year. The dot comes out. He's looking better. He's got the he's got the mental fitness. He's pushing his way through, coming through this like nineteen seventeen, you know, horror show. Over the past year, comes back triumphantly to start for the team and give you guys eighteen touchdowns over a season. Like that's the ceiling <laughs> for this guy. And so it's this huge comeback story that ends the way it always does with mediocre quarterback play. 160 Bro. yards, two touchdowns. That's a great Alex Smith stat line. Yeah. Look, dude, we was in the playoffs. We were in the playoffs when Jay Gruden got him killed. That is all. Yeah, do you know that? Do you know the story of how Jay Gruden directly got Alex Smith killed? I think our fans need to know. Okay, check so, this out. Yeah, Jamel, take it. Well, who? I, who's the backup? Do you have the names? Because I'm trying. I to don't have the names on me. It's uh, it's Capri uh Briggs, Biggs, yes. Capri Bibbs, Capri Bibbs. Okay, so Jay Gruden is fucking with the receptionist in the building. This receptionist is now fucking with Capri Bibbs. Jay Gruden now benches Capri Bibbs, the man bl- replacing him, and turns misses a pass block. That gets Alex Smith killed. That is the explanation as it is floating around online. Um, If you look at kind of the stat sheets and the play-by-play, Bibbs is mysteriously uh, missing on snap counts for this particular game for no real reason other than in-house bullshit, and Alex Smith almost dies because of it. Uh, Maybe that's why Jay Gruden was... You know, having an existential breakdown outside of a bar later that that season, but we don't know. Nothing makes me feel worse than like being a company man behind Jay Gruden at all. 
Like, for the most part, you guys have heard me on this show. I think he's made terrible decisions and we're a terrible team, et cetera, yada, 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 broken record. But there was a point when it was him versus RG3, I was on his side. But that's also because RG3 is too horny trying to fuck everybody at, at, at fucking uh, Hard Times Cafe. That's why you got to have your team run by a Mormon. That's true. <laughs> really helps the exactly. culture. Exactly. That's true. Uh, speaking of your team, Danny. 2020 Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, coming off a Super Bowl victory, three straight come from behind, kind of just legendary playoff performances by Mahomes and the entire team. It's like the the greatest football experience of your life into where we're at now. And I know the future's bright, but it's just got to be, I know we talked about it a little bit up top, that's a strange feeling, but state of your team in 2020 and if you told your 10-year-old Danny Solomon self this, how would he be feeling? Well, I, you know, both of us are feeling great. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. It instantly absolved me from 30 years of inadequacy, of, of anger, deep-seated anger that's, that would come out in crazy spurts, and occasional self-harm. That stuff is over. I never have to worry about that stuff again. It's all purged from my soul. I can watch games in peace. It's the poltergeist is gone. We took the Indian bones out and, and replaced them with just good old-fashioned sod. Uh, and what's so great about winning the Super Bowl is that you can win any football argument. Nobody's told me this, but it's, it, it made sense that once you won the Super Bowl, you'd feel great about yourself. And that anytime somebody tries to come at you with some kind of stats, you know, oh, the defense was uh, middle of the road or some bullshit top five list where your fucking receiver is rated higher than mine. It's like, yeah, but we won the Super Bowl. So fuck you. You can't say shit to me for a calendar year. And as I said earlier, possibly beyond. By law, you have to shut the fuck up because we won the Super Bowl. That's an amazing feeling on top of everything. And, you know, this has actually been opposite of what Jamel was saying. The best offseason, I think, in our history. We got Sammy signed. We got Chris Jones signed. 20 of 22 starters back. We basically just lost Kendall Fuller, who's a decent player, but, you know, we replaced him. He was, he was third safety for a while. He was playing, like, nickel corner on certain snaps. It's totally fine. Got a stud running back in the draft. I've, I've been watching tape on this guy, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's fucking amazing. He's going to fill the Kareem Hunt role, so that shit's back. Now we're talking about 50 touchdowns from Mahomes territory again. And all the coaches are back. Andy's fired up. He's like a kid again. You know, he's even, he's supporting Black Lives Matter. That's how much this guy has turned back the clock. And we only had one opt-out for this entire team. Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, MD, our right guard, declining in skill, but still serviceable, leaves to go be a fucking doctor on the front lines of COVID. So not only that, but we got our own fucking Pat Tillman on the team. This guy's saving life. He's a fucking real hero. Everybody else is opting out because they're bullshit families. This guy's going out to save your fucking family. And then on top of that, we signed Pat. Pat's contract, like just a story in and of itself, $450 million, maybe 503 with all the incentives but he structures it in a way so you can get all these other contracts in the first couple of years. So we start the run going, we do the Pats thing where we break it up into sections, win maybe three at a time or, you know, do it all, all 10 years. I'm fine with that. Pat's contract doesn't bother me at all. He's a fucking psycho. 
That's like the best kind of quarterback you can have. He goes, I found this out. He goes on the Peloton. They bought him a Peloton. And he goes on the Peloton during the offseason and just finds random people and challenges them to a race. That's how fucking competitive this guy is. His girlfriend is a fitness instructor. He doesn't even care about love. He just wants to get fit. He wants to stay fit. That's the kind of dude you need. Fucking a psycho having that nuts type of dude at the best position on your team. You know, Menzel, Jameis, Baker, great talents, but they're too fun. You don't fucking need that. Last Dance taught us that you need a sociopath, and we finally have one. So it's been a fucking great offseason. Yeah, and Mike was, even when he was a sociopath as a, like a young man, a 22, 23-year-old, everybody, he still had everybody's goodwill and good favor. Everybody thought, ah, oh, look how great he is, before we realized he was actually psychotic. Mahomes, I'm sure when he's 38, 39, we're going to just be like, that guy's insane. But it's amazing that, Andy Reid is kind of like the elder statesman of the NFL. He now has the Super Bowl. He's done everything else you can do in this league, and he's kind of the mouthpiece for the entire league. Bill Belichick would be that if he had an ounce of charisma or backbone, (laughs) but nobody gives a fuck about that guy. We all hate Roger Goodell. Andy Reid is kind of the ambassador of the league, and he's a good one. I love the dude. He closed the fucking CBA talks or whatever the new C, the the players returning to play talks that they had to have. He was the closer on that. Everybody trusts him. I you know it's funny to think that like Andy has a ton of charisma, but I really don't know exactly where it comes from. It just feels like in the NFL the bar is so low on coaches having charisma that all you need to do is slap on a Tommy Bahama shirt and you're like the funniest guy. <laughs> That's so true. But he does. He does have that unspoken quality and a leader of men kind of thing, which also, it makes him the perfect match with Pat. Because now Pat's like an ambassador to the league. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm just jizzing constantly reading about this team. Yeah, so you, you kind of said it up top. You, you mentioned this team has expectations. They've already kind of been doing the LeBron, Chris Bosh, D. Wade thing where they're like, not four, not five, not six. They're talking about Michael Jordan in terms of the, which is a weird comparison, but they still are making it. And they're saying, we want to get six rings or beyond. I know it's hard. Crazy. I would be crazy to think that it really could happen. Even with Bosch and Wade and the dream team in Miami, they only got two. Uh, And it's really, it's, you know, it's, it's not hard to imagine a bunch of different scenarios where we don't be reach our potential, but Everything's looking good so far. We've got we've got the smart people putting the team together the right way to make it happen. So maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. The only real roadblock I can see to this team is maybe the team name backlash reaches our shores. Ooh. And we have to become the Kansas City football affiliates. If you guys have to change, that could rock the, I don't know. And you guys are good. I don't think it'll happen because you guys are good. The only reason this happened to us is because we're bad. It's And that's an axiom that exists in sports since the dawn of sports. You know, when Kobe gets a pass, Kobe gets yeah. a pass, Tyreek got a pass. I mean, it's, you know, if, if you're able, Tiger Woods is back. If you're able to make it through the scandal relatively unscathed if you weren't fucking kids if you didn't murder your wife like ray caruth you have a chance to come back as long as you come back a winner 
Let me just shoot Tiger Woods a little bail. All he did was fuck a Waffle House employee. He, you know, that's hey, one of many. And that is yeah, one terrible. of many. Yeah, several. <laughs> the entire Eastern Seaboard worth of Waffle House employees. I'm going to lump Mike Tyson in there. He's coming back. He's fighting in early September here in LA. Let's go. We need to be at that fight. He's like voicing um, cartoons. The guy's like a fun, he's like a fun dude again. It's all That's good, man. He was in it's federal prison, dude. Um, you know, last but not least, my team, the 2020 Eagles, I would say we have a ton of pressure on us. There's continuity. There's a Super Bowl winning head coach. There's a fifth year quarterback in the fifth year of the same offensive system. Ton of playoff experience. The first NFL team to, to collectively go to the Museum of Tolerance together. That's a bonding experience. We did lose our Coke sponsor at Lincoln Financial Field, but we added Pepsi. And I know that's tough for Pepsi this year because there's no crowd. So I don't know how they're going to make that up. Coke got out at the perfect time. But what's going good for us is the other teams in the NFC East all have new head coaches and totally new coaching staffs. We're the, we have an advantage coming out of the gate. <laughs> I had the same visions of grandeur that you had. We didn't have a Mahomes on our team, obviously. We didn't. We didn't have the the genius coach or the uh, all timer quarterback. Well, I but we did have this brashness to us when we had that victory parade. The, those speeches still are replayed and before every game, and people really latch on to the stuff of the underdog and that this is. Uh, th- this team is different because of the city it plays in. But you can't I, I wait know how much longer forever. You know that's it's yeah, that's what you say. I don't know how much longer we can really like fall back on that. But I mean, we added a Kobe memorial to the practice facility. It's got a picture of him rocking the Eagles number eight jersey. Has Kobe's ten rules to success. Darius Slay on our team has changed his num- his number to 24 as a tribute. There, the, the, the weird thing about like the Eagles franchise is they're always trying to conjure Rocky's spirit or Kobe's te- tenaciousness. They can't ever just be themselves. They're always searching for like, how are we going to, or the dog masks or whatever the fuck it is. So I don't know what it is this year or what we're going to latch on to. So far, it is, uh, you know, <laughs> Jewish awareness, I would say, is our angle. And we're going to make, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. That's a strong play. I'm good with it. There's not a lot, there's not enough Jewish representation in the NFL. So if the Eagles need to be, you know, rocking the Star of David on their jerseys this year, I'm completely with that. Instead of, the, uh, yeah. instead of dreams and nightmares, you guys will come out to the theme from Schindler's List. Yeah. Sad violins. Sound, Yentl soundtrack. Just, oh, by the way, a note to people who don't know, me and Dan are both Jews. It's okay. We Quite get all right, everybody. I'm um, Jewish too, but I'm not the chill kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamel's, a black, Jamel's a black Israelite, which is part of the... The fucking controversy that we're dealing with. Ah, no. Yeah, Yo, if y'all came out with this? Jewish jerseys, if you guys had the Hebrew edition jerseys, I'm in. Oh, dude, Jeffrey Lurie, our owner's Jewish, so we have every reason to do this. I mean, he's taking it extremely seriously. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is receiving a crash course 
Jesus. Like he never thought he would receive in Jewish history. I did, did, y'all, did, they invent, did they invent cream cheese over there? Or do they, or, or do they just have a stronghold on <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, Philly cream cheese and bagels. What a mix. It's classic shit. There's yeah, so man. much. Yeah. There's such a, it's a weird cross section of our life, of, of my history and our lives happening for this team. And um, I, for one, hope it doesn't sink the entire franchise <laughs> and ruin things. But uh, I think it's going to be okay. We've survived worse. Um, yeah, I was like, have you? Well, I was thinking about the organization, which did survive the Holocaust. We were the Steagles during the World War II. We combined with the Pittsburgh team. The Eagles, do they annoy you? They always seem to have coverage. Did you ask and, that as a question? Is that yeah, a do real the Eagles question? annoy you? Yeah, the fuck, dude. You annoy the shit out of me personally. The team itself, <laughs> doubly annoying. Yeah, the fans are very annoying. I'll, I'll acknowledge that. You guys won a Super Bowl with a backup, and now y'all, and then, and then I have to wake up the next day and be like, "Hey, but whoa, we got Wentz coming back. Like, coming back to what? He didn't win it, and he yeah. and he's actually good, which is more frustrating. Because so that argument before has, doesn't really have any legs. I do think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. He's a bit fragile. My sister calls him a dandelion. It hurts because she's a big Eagles fan as well. And when she says dandelion, that fucking kills me. But uh, he's got to prove us the other way. I mean, the guy's good when he's on the field, but he's pretty fragile. The Eagles I would are... say if, if, if your sister was in Carson Wentz's body, he would set the, <laughs> the, the Brett Favre record. All It's just un, unlimited starts. Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Through the pain. Yeah, yeah, your sister's about that action. Uh, she has a, a strong spirit. No doubt about that. I think the Eagles are solid. They're always solid. I think they've got a little bit of that Andy Reid curse that's still on them, despite the, the winning of the Super Bowl. With Foles, I think you're now in that Andy Reid hole of, you know, going to the playoffs every year in a bad division and, you know, getting bounced in the divisional round at best. And you got to get over the hump. Maybe Wentz can do it, but you know he can't stay on the field because he's got the pain of two thousand years of Jewish history weighing him down, weighing down his age. According to his last name, anyway, it's a very Jewish last name. I don't I know if there's any Jewish. Jews in North Dakota, but <laughs> Wentz, Hyman Wentz. Um, yeah, and Andy Reid's last deed as Eagles coach was to draft Nick Foles. That was one of the last decisions he made before going four and twelve in that fateful 2012 season. Um, and it paid off for us. I mean, he helped get us there, but there is maybe a curse. They did put a statue of Doug Peterson outside the building before him. So strange. And uh, you know what Lincoln Financial Field needs is a great home security system. One that's not so complicated that you're never going to use it. Uh, you know what it's called? It's called Simply Safe. They believe that Simple is safer, and it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for you right now. Here's some bullet points for why they're so great. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Order online with the click of a button, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician, no salespeople need to come disrupt your fucking routine. You don't need to pay an outrageous monthly fee or sign a multi-year contract. 
There's a reason Simply Safe was named best overall home security of 2020 by the US News and World Report. And that's because there's a 24-7 dispatch team monitoring starting at 50 cents a day. So just head to simplysafe.com slash team and get a free shipping and 60 day money back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash team. Jamel, do you feel safe? Dude, I'm so safe right now. That's the Simply Safe guarantee. Head on over to simplysafe.com slash team to make sure they know Jamel Johnson sent you. As we talked about before, sports are back. That's why we're even doing this podcast. You want an NFL betting tip? Why don't you bet on a team with veteran players and coaches? The lack of practice time and getting in sync is going to be a steep in-season learning curve. And the NFC East has three new coaching staffs. You might want to bet on Philly to win the division. That's just my unbiased, fact-driven advice. So you should head over to betonline.ag today to check out all of the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the Welcome Back Sports bonuses. Bet online. Your online wagering experts. Hey, Jamel, didn't you bet today on the on the Washington Mystics basketball team? I did. You bet online. Did that bet pay off? I think it might have. We're in the money. <laughs> what Sorry. the fuck? Okay, let's go through a lightning round of NFL news. There's shit happening every day. Anytime you refresh your feed, there's a new news item. So let's uh, run through some of the big ones. We talked about the guys opting out. Jamel, if you were an NFL player right now, would you opt out? Absolutely. Absolutely, unless I was Trent Williams, then I would play. Family first. Yeah. Right? It's a no For brand. sure. Dog, just because it's so crazy. I mean, dude, roster's too big. He wants to get on flights. I, in an empty stadium, it's strange. Football needs the crowd the most of all the sports. Yeah. See, I would. I thought that, and then I was thinking back to my uh, college playing days, and uh, surprisingly, we played in front of almost no fans ever. There was you, about a D three superstar Chapman Division Division three Chapman football. Not a lot of fanfare, and you know what? It was still competitive. It's not like I was glancing up to the stands to make sure that they were going to see me make a big play. You kind of just snap back into it. At that point, especially for the professionals, you've been playing for 10 plus years. Like, you're just going to do your job. Like, these guys, like we were talking about earlier, they're laser focused, they're maniacs, they're going to be fine. Danny, you sent a disturbing picture to our group chat earlier this week. It was Brett Favre and Donald Trump on the golf course. God, Why this one's fucking, that? this one rocked me, dude. I didn't need that. You know, it's just two guys with nothing else to do. Just playing golf, having a good time, being friends. You know, I was thinking about it. I'm not going to cancel Favre. You know, it's not worth it. It's not worth bringing about the the horrid specter of cancel culture. Uh, you know, just because a guy takes a photo with the president anymore, that's a little too far. I'm sure that we're going to have to take the same shit once we have President Biden and whoever replaces him after six months. Uh so it's just, let's not go in the back and forth of who supports what. But I do think it's funny that Favre's career is encapsulated in this photo. You know, it's mostly great, but he made a lot of fucking bad decisions. This is one of them. <laughs> he looks bad. He's throwing a pick six. 
in the playoffs for the Vikings. Right now, <laughs> yeah. Going on the golf course with this motherfucker. So he's not canceled, but I can still be mad. I'm thinking oh. maybe he's an excuse. And and if it all goes to shit for Trump, he's going to come out with some kind of excuse that's like, oh, you know, I was just trying to, it was the copper that made me do it. I was just trying to, you know, fix everything. And the copper fit got into my brain and it made me think that, you know, this was doing the world a good service. Or maybe he was trying to push copper fit as the next hydroxychloroquine. That's another thing. You know, trying to get the brand out there. <laughs> Not a lot of good explanations for this move, but classic Barb. Yeah, there's a lot a lot of masks do have copper infused. When I when I go to the corner store, I see a lot of random copper infused American flag masks available. So what there is something do? to it. I understand the copper is good for your knees or whatever. But how is it supposed to, does it just make your breath smell like pennies? Yeah. It makes you think your breath is worse. Weirdly the most offensive Brett Favre dick pic yet. Uh, so what hard, hard knocks this season, we have Rams and Chargers. We're back in Los Angeles. Jared Goff thought he had escaped the, uh, the limelight. He's back. He has to now try and explain COVID-19 to HBO. I cannot wait. <laughs> you know he wasn't concerned. He doesn't even know where the fucking sun goes. <laughs> yeah, he still ain't figured that shit out. You know he ain't wearing no fucking masks. He was at Jake Paul's house yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Chargers, we have Justin Herbert and uh, Virginia Tech legend Tyrod Taylor is going to be starting the season as the Chargers quarterback. We're going to get a glimpse. He's already been on Hard Knocks, too. He had to pass the baton to Baker Mayfield the last season. Now he has to do the same shit again. He's like, dude, I feel bad for the guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually a Chargers fan officially now. That uh, You guys know I got the work helmet, but I will follow a black quarterback anywhere. So And a black head uh, coach. Like, yeah, follow it up. Go Come on. Bolt up. But then you got Joey Bosa. I don't know where you where you land on that. Ah, uh, the Bosas. Ah, oh, man. I thought only I thought the Niners one was the bad one. Damn it! It's all good and evil. The balance. Uh, no preseason, guys. We don't have to do it this year. Yeah, I no. It. I hate preseason football. It makes me feel really strange, and it also uh, reminds me of the time I went to a preseason game and my uncle peed his pants. So. <laughs> Out of excitement? Sure, we'll say that. I just, I like it. I, the feeling of just, it's no foreplay. We're just fucking, you know? And yeah. and as a married man, I understand you really never can go back. So <laughs> I feel like what's going to happen from now on is uh, we're going to go right into the season. Feels too good. You don't think we'll go back? No more preseason going forward? Why I mean, not? I haven't, yeah, haven't gone to a Rams Preseason game, I went to Broncos-Rams, a preseason game, and it was a fucking disaster. So many Raiders fans. Raiders fans shouldn't be allowed anywhere. That's the, that's the first part. And as long as there's preseason football in L.A., I will be worried. Good point. Uh, speaking of just Raiders fans, some teams will allow fans in the stadiums from week one. Some are not going to. How is this going to work? We've seen baseball do the cardboard cutouts. Um, do you think the NFL is going to do something similar or they're just going to start letting in at uh, one-fifth, one-fourth capacity? 
That's what they say. The Chiefs are going to do one quarter capacity in Arrowhead Stadium. And as horrifying as that sounds, I can't even go to the groceries store without fucking shitting myself. But uh, that said, I thought about it. I thought about. I mean, that's more space than line than the line at Vaughn's. It's more space apart if you're sitting in the four hundreds, and you got the row to yourself. I mean, I understand the f- the fear is going to engulf me, and I don't want to be me the two weeks after I go to that game, just you know, constantly fearing for my life. But that day when I'm in the stands and there's barely anybody there, and I'm watching NFL football, I'm gonna fucking feel amazing. It's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be the most fun football experience. I remember going to the Chargers Chiefs opener at that at the soccer stadium, Allegiant or whatever, tiny stadium, barely anybody there. Well, people were there, but there's, you know, relative to other NFL stadiums, it's like a third of that. And it's an awesome environment just to not have that many people in your face and just doing a quarter capacity with nobody being allowed to be that close to you, getting just enough room in the stands to get you know your all your gear out you're you're situated with a couple of beers you got hot dogs you got elbow room it's like when you're on a plane and it's half full it's just you know i do i want to talk about antonio brown for a second speaking of people getting retired from the league ab retires for what feels like the 40th time i think to run for president uh (laughs) but but the second he announces he's going to retire a bunch of great quarterbacks start getting him to try to come back. It's an, it's what do these guys think they're getting? I mean, Russ Willie is talking about having him come to the Seahawks and play great on paper as it always has been. Brady's doing the same thing. Like Brady's used to that shit. You weren't allowed to even have a personality in new England. Now you got this full on insane person. It's just like having him on your team is like believing in Trump's new tone. Like that, this guy's gonna—he's totally different now. He's talking about masks. He's totally fine. It's not gonna happen. I applaud him as a marketing specialist, genius. Uh, he, he's done some great work over the past twelve months. A lot of real high, real good high res content from him. Uh, I think he should uh, cash out and do an album with Kanye. Be be Secretary of State, bro. What if they just were the perfect match and they just calmed each other down and it was just fine? That is not how it works. You just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> show me your math. Show the math on that. I can't show you the. I can't show you my work. <laughs> show I'm the sorry. work, dude. You've got mail. Every week on this show, we do a mailbag. Um, we have people writing in from all over the country, all over the globe, actually, and. Uh, each week, we take a moment to take one piece of mail and read it for the first time on this show. Jamel, do you want to read this first letter? Uh, sure. Yeah, I do. I do have a letter. Um, <clears throat> and th- and thanks, guys, for keep for sending these things in. I hope the the new armchair uh, audience is just as uh, literary as the yeah. as the other audience. We'll we'll put out the PO box on the next episode. Uh, but this letter this letter comes to me from. Eddie George in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, says here, whoa, hey guys, it's Eddie George. You might remember me from my starring role in Chicago on Broadway. Just wanted to congratulate you all on your deal with Armchair Media. I'm a huge fan of the show and wish you nothing but the best going forward, especially you, Coach Rabel. And then he put LOL in parentheses. Uh, 
Also, wanted to let you know I'm venturing into the podcast space as well. Some of you may know I lost everything I had tied up in some terrible investments a few years back, but I'm back on my feet thanks to one move that kept me afloat, my stock in Real Player. I think a lot of you may think Real Player folded with the age of Napster, but we're actually doing huge numbers overseas. We're currently Russia's number one streaming media source. Uh, it's mostly the media properties of Bill O'Reilly being played in troll farms right now, but we're looking to branch into other lanes such as sports. So hit me up if you guys are interested in teaming up or investing, much like my having, much like, uh, oh, okay, much like my sleeping situation a few times in the late 2000s, I can get you all in on the ground floor. Wait, Eddie George is trying to no. get us. Yeah. Involved in real player. He said he wants us to post on real player or something or, or give him like some money. Just give real player some money. You really glossed Should over we... that, that Vrabel reference, by the way, for the new listeners that might be out there. Maybe clarify. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes Coach Vrabel, I, I kind of, um, I got a little, uh, Coach Mike Vrabel follows me on Instagram. So sometimes I can get him to um, follow. He's a big fan of Cumbtown. So uh, yeah. sometimes, sometimes I can get him to call in. I let me hold on. You know what? That's crazy. He just called me. Let me hit him. Hold on. Hello. Oh, hey! I, I heard you guys talking about me on the podcast over there. How you doing, guys? Uh, hey, it's uh, it's Coach Vrabel. How you doing, Danny? Hello, Dan. How are you guys doing? You guys doing okay? How has the uh, quarantine been treating you guys? I, of course, had a heart attack. I have, I have a heart attack every week. <laughs> It's good to hear from you, Coach. I'm glad that you're still kicking. Holy shit. All right, I got a letter here. Uh, another player, actually. It says it's from, hey, it's from Eagles semi-legend Deshaun Jackson. Let's open well, True up. legend. Players love this show. They do. They love to write in and bear their souls, really. And this is this looks like it's no exception. Some capitalized letter, some capitalized words in here. That I can see. So I'll try to give it the proper emphasis uh, from Deshaun Jackson. Hey guys, big fan of the show. Uh, I wanted to write to you, especially as part of my public apology tour, and say that I'm sorry to Danny and to one half of Dan and to all the other Jews I offended with my insensitive comments this past month. Since then, I've learned a lot about Jews and Jew history that I did not know. I recently took a tour of a Jew temple with the head Jew, and it opened my eyes to the decades of Jew suffering. While there is more healing to do, I believe this is a positive step towards building a bridge between man and Jew. I am also grateful to my Eagles teammates for really sticking by me, and to the Eagles organization, and most of all to GM Howie Roseman, who I now definitely trust. Down with Hitler. Signed, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, no. It seems like he's still getting a handle on kind of some of this uh, sensitivity yeah. training. <laughs> How did he write Jews? Was he, did he capitalize that and make it italics? It was in all caps, and it looks like it was scrawled with his other hand, with his non dominant oh. hand. Uh, oh, no. So, the font, no anger. You, you don't sense any anger on that word, do you? You know, I just tried to give it 
the oomph that I felt like he was he was trying to lay out in the letter. But maybe I should have gone soft. You know, maybe he was just it's it's a it's a hard word not to say with that kind of intimate. Well, in all seriousness, I do think that uh, Deshaun, when he was quoting Adolf Hitler, was coming from a place of sheer ignorance and not hate. So I, I still love the guy. I think that uh, he saw a bunch of people becoming socially active uh, and he was just throwing his hat into the ring and just saying, hey, I read a book. Why don't you guys check it out? And it was just the wrong book. All time backfire for Deshaun Jackson. Uh, side note, by the way, just uh, programming for us in the future, we should play a game where we uh, try to guess if a, if a quote is from Hitler or not. <laughs> oh no! Could could go well. Could go well for maybe, us. Maybe on the well, old in, in Deshaun's case, it uh, it said this is a quote from Adolf Hitler. So he had a bit of a a hint, but he still missed it. We've all cracked open Mein Kampf by accident. I I know that I have. <laughs> Who among us hasn't carried Mein Kampf from cafe to cafe around the town that we live in? Um, okay, we have one last letter here. It's from it's from Lou Williams, basketball superstar. Uh, that's I'm glad that that's weird. Okay, so it reads, "Hey guys, glad to have the show back. All of us NBA dudes have been listening to it in the bubble. I wanted to reach out and give a piece of advice to all the NFL players who are maybe considering going to restaurants or a place like Costco." or strip clubs, or whatever else during the season. Here's my pro tip. If you're a good player, do whatever you want. Let's say you're rated over 85 on Madden. People are going to forgive you, so will the team. You're too important, and they'll make an excuse for you. Now, if you're a fringe roster guy, maybe play it cool. Keep your mouth shut. Just if you see some of the veterans having fun, maybe keep it to yourself. You'll have your time. Get in line, rookie. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a Chainsmokers concert to attend. <laughs> Signed, Lou Williams, basketball superstar. So, obviously, uh, wow. Lou, thanks, Lou. I'm glad you guys are listening. Um, just going back in the <laughs> in the library of episodes, I guess. <laughs> I will say the best part about the Lou Williams thing is that when you look at his clapback post uh, on Twitter, if you go into the comments, there's a lot of great photos of chicken wings. <laughs> they look the so fucking good the magic yeah. city presentation is crazy yes oh god that... Dude, the black styrofoam with kind of like the the history and then you oh my god it's crazy <laughs> You're, yeah, you've been brought to tears by the quality of the wings over there well, i'm saying i've seen a lot of people who are who are downright on this man's side despite the most blatant uh breaking of the bubble rules that you could possibly have they're just like who cares it's lou let him do whatever he wants that's the winner mentality if you can win you can do anything even kill people by proxy i mean hey you there you can still get takeout from hooters right all right let's get into our final thoughts this week um for me there's been some bitching from the erlacher types about the lack of contact and hitting drills going on in practices. But uh, I did read in in, uh, this week's Monday Morning Quarterback about Dartmouth's football program. Uh, Their head coach, Buddy Tevens, 
eliminated live tackling and contact from his, from his practices over a decade ago. Basically, he's one of the only coaches I've ever heard of who took the CTE findings extremely seriously. And his team, who does not tackle or do any physical contact in practice, went from 9-41 and 41 from 2005 to 2009. They made that change. They've gone 70-30 and 30 ever since. This is a D1 yeah. football team. Let's look at some of these quotes. Uh, per Tevens, the team's injury rate has plummeted since, especially in the area of concussions. We're the most successful team in the Ivy League over the past seven years, and our injury rate is the lowest by far. The 2018 season was particularly um, standout. 21 of Dartmouth's 22 starters didn't miss a single game or practice, and the team logged zero in-season surgeries. Zero. They finished 9-1. and one. This is fucking incredible. They're practicing against robots. They have these... You guys should just look it up. Dartmouth's football program they're they're practicing against robots and it's working and nobody's getting hurt how is this not being adopted by all teams like what are we doing here uh i'll leave it at that uh my final thought um i kind of just looked up and realized that this jamal adams trade was huge uh the jets come off with multiple first round picks over multiple years and um it just really made me miss Chad Pennington. I miss Chad Pennington. He's one of my favorites. You guys know I I love a white quarterback who is physically constricted. It's my favorite kind of player to watch. They just inspire something in me, and Chad was one of the best. The man could drop the ball on a dime even though he didn't have arm muscles, and uh, I'm excited to see the Jets. Just be good. Not even going to say return to anything. They've sucked for so long, but something in me wants the Jets to be good. And Couple I things. hope now is their time. Is this like a reverse green book where we like the white savior story, but now you like the, the, the kind of frail white quarterback yeah. story? Yes. Don't blame me. Did you see Woody Johnson's comments? No, no. What, what what sort of bullshit did this guy say? I don't say? even want to bring it up, but I don't think you'll be rooting for the Jets after you look them up. Danny, do you have final thoughts for this week? Um, you know, just one small thing, and then uh, and then we'll kind of get out of here. But I saw that Patrick Mahomes just now just saw that Patrick Mahomes became a partial owner of the Kansas City Royals, which is insane. It goes to the competitiveness. The guy's rich. He's young. He's a badass. He's going to be opening. Giant futuristic colleges in the future, LeBron style. Just book that now. Um, but then on top of that, I just wanted to say what's up to everybody, all the new people. It just feels cool that we're going to be out there to more people and that the uh, Armchair Network brought us in. Awesome dudes over there. We're going to be the anti-bar stool. I hope you don't hate that. We're going to talk a lot about how uh, Trump sucks and uh, women are all right. And hopefully that works in the context of football, because, uh, we, uh, you know, we, we really like talking about football and we're cucks and that's okay. So I hope you enjoy the next season's worth of episodes from three fucking cucks. We're happy to have the opportunity. Own it, baby. Yeah. All three of us. Let's go. Um, you know, and, 
the last thing we always do on this show is apologize to the audience and for doing this show. So as always, we're sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah very, very, super sorry, lo siento. 